When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Marshawn Lynch gushes on Najee Harris, calling him a freak of nature who could be the NFL Rookie of the Year. So why are the national pundits so down on the Steelers' draft? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Stellas, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Steelers Nation got its running back. Alabama basher Najee Harris, whom the Steelers scooped up at pick 24 in the NFL draft. But ESPN's Mel Kuyper Jr. has led a chorus of naysayers on the Steelers picking Najee. Here's Kuyper, quote, I just don't see much value in Pittsburgh's class, and the offensive linemen they did take were picked too high. I haven't even mentioned that the Steelers still don't have a plan for life after Ben Roethlisberger, unquote. Kuyper's grade, a morosely mediocre C-plus for your Steelers. Womp, womp. Hey, but there is one guy who knows what it takes to roll in the NFL, and he insists the Steelers have landed themselves the 2021 Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's former NFL running back star Marshawn Lynch, who is now Najee's agent, and he is gushing about his, quote, son. Again, Lynch on Najee, quote, physically, I mean, shit, he's a goddamn freak of nature. I could see him putting up numbers. I would love to see him, you know, rookie of the year type shit. Like, you feel me? All the work he's putting in, I could see those type of accolades for him. That's my son. My big son. My tall son. Unquote. The unmistakable Marshawn Lynch on Najee Harris. Hey, one thing for sure. Marshawn has a way with words. But again, so do the pundits like Kuiper and their words weren't too kind about Najee going to the Steelers. So what is at the root of all this hate on the Steelers' draft? Well, Pittsburgh did break the Cardinal rule against drafting a running back in the first round, and they passed on making a big play on a passer, such as Ohio State's Justin Fields, who went to the Chicago Bears at pick 11 after a blockbuster trade-up. Pick 11. Sound familiar? Well, that's precisely the point in the draft that Pittsburgh landed Big Ben Roethlisberger all those years ago. And now the Steelers and Ben have come full circle. Roethlisberger is clearly in the twilight of his Hall of Fame career, if not the final season. 
So the Steelers' decision to pass on a big trade to claim a franchise quarterback in this passer-rich draft could loom large, most especially if the passer coach Mike Tomlin coveted, Fields, goes on to be a beast on Soldier's Field in Chicago. We shall see. But for now, Harris, coupled with the offensive linemen the Steelers added in the middle of the draft, promise a return to Pittsburgh football, namely a nasty, aggressive grudge match of a ground game that dares opponents to try and stop it. No wonder Steelers Nation loves the Najee Harris pick, even if the pundits don't. After all, the Steelers tried on waiting for a running back in the draft, only to find their third and fourth round selections of recent years not up to NFL snuff, and more importantly, not up the Steelers' standards. In fact, Pittsburgh's pop-gun ground attack reached an unheard-of low in 2020. Quite simply, it sucked. In fact, Steelers president Art Rooney II was so embarrassed by his team's rushing ineptitude, he made a point of promising fans it would change, and fast. Rooney's pledge set the entire tone for the Steelers' draft. The team should be all set to rush right out of the blocks just as soon as the gun sounds on that first regular season game this September. Unfortunately, running backs, even those selected in the first round, aren't built for the long haul in the NFL. Already there's talk that the Steelers should not give Najee a second contract. This is where the backs begin to break down in the league. Just ask the Rams and Todd Gurley. So given all this, I must inform a celebrating Steelers nation that your 2021 team isn't built to last. It's a roster assembled for the now, and I mean right now. It's looking like the upcoming season will be Big Ben's swan song with the Steelers, and they want to see him go out with a bang. They've done everything they can to ensure and surround Roethlisberger in this final season. But hopes for a prodigal passer to lead the Steelers beyond Big Ben could see Pittsburgh fade into a whimper. The cold, hard reality is this. The historic football franchise in Pittsburgh will be in doubt until a franchise QB is found. This is why the Steelers draft receives such mediocre ho-hum marks. Worse than missing at the most important position in the sport, the Steelers didn't even swing. Of course, there are plenty of smart takes on what the Steelers did and didn't do in this draft, and I've rounded up all the best of them for this draft-grading edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Oh, and be sure to check out my print column on Penn Live first thing Thursday morning. It will be packed with plenty of memes perfectly reflecting this bipolar post-draft mood in Pittsburgh. But right now, let's get right to it. So, the Steelers went heavy on offense throughout the draft, adding a Penn State tight end, a tackle, a center, and the addition of Najee right at the top. Clearly, they're giving 39-year-old Big Ben every chance to shine in one last season. It's for this reason that Paul Zeiss, writing for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, has a much more approving view of the Steelers' draft class. He writes this, quote, The Steelers went into this draft desperately needing a running back, offensive line help, preferably a center and a tackle, a tight end, a cornerback, an inside linebacker, and an edge rusher of some sort. 
There was also a hope that they could upgrade the punter position with one of the two seventh-round picks they had. We had that established before the draft, and those things were universally agreed upon by anyone who followed the team. So let's take a look at what they actually ended up with. Running back, Najee Harris. Tight end, Pat Fairmuth. Center, Kendrick Green. Tackle, Dan Moore Jr. Inside linebacker, Buddy Johnson. Edge rusher, outside linebacker, Quincy Roach. Cornerback, Trey Norwood. And punter, Presley Harbin III. Check, 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 all down the line. And up top of those players, they also added a defensive lineman in Isaiah Laudermilk. In other words, they filled all of their identified needs. Now, whether or not any of these guys can play even a little bit is yet to be determined. I am not making an argument about that, and I think anyone that is making a definitive statement of that kind is kidding themselves. That's how you should judge this draft, or any draft for that matter. Not using letter grades to try and speculate on who is going to be a star and who isn't. The draft exists to help teams fill holes in their roster. The teams that do the best at identifying those holes and then using their picks to fill them are the teams that are almost always the draft winners. The Steelers did just that. They filled every hole they had. And so in my book, their draft was a success, at least for now, unquote, all Paul Zeiss writing in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette about the real grade on that Steelers draft, filling the needs that exist in the roster. So the takeaway is be patient, Pittsburgh. We really don't know what we have yet. And there's a strong argument that the first inklings of this draft's deeper success or failure could come right in the middle of the Steelers' offense. Not in the backfield, but right up front at the all-important center position vacated by the retiring Marquise Pouncey. The man looking to fill Pouncey's considerable shoes is Kendrick Green. He started just four games as a center at Illinois compared to 29 at guard. The Steelers believe he's just scratching the surface at the center position, and if they are right, Green could be a baby pouncy in the offing. Here is Tim Benz writing for Trib Live about all the Steelers' hopes riding on Green's broad shoulders. He writes, quote, Playing center in Pittsburgh means carrying on the Webster-Dawson-Hardings-Pouncey succession plan. You don't just get to hide in the middle of 10 other guys like some centers in other cities might. So can one third-round rookie lineman swing the opinion of a fan base for an entire draft class? Well, he shouldn't have to. But if Green becomes the diamond in the rough the Steelers brass thinks he is, he will certainly help. As for Green himself, he expects to start at center this fall and he's not looking back. He said, quote, I plan on trying to take the job right away. That's Green talking to the News Gazette in his uh, near hometown Champaign, Illinois. Quote, I'm going to go in and compete. They've got some older guys that have been in the league for a little bit there at that position. Kind of surreal, to be honest, but I'm ready to do it, unquote. Hey, Green has self-confidence in spades. 
and the Steelers are showing great confidence in him as well. And why, you ask? Well, Green supplies the answer. Quote, I feel like I'm the most athletic offensive lineman in this year's class. I play with a mean streak. I'm looking to play physical and finish guys. So I think that's something that will translate over well, unquote. Hey, that's all great stuff from Trib Live, but only time will tell if Green lives up to it. We shall see. Of course, not everyone knocked the Steelers draft. Jerry Dulac, Steelers beat writer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, rolled out an A for the hometown team. But this was not a case of home cooking. Here is Dulac fully justifying his high mark. He writes, quote, Starting the draft with four offensive players was surprising as it was rare. Yes, two of the picks were a necessity, getting a number one running back and a replacement for Marquise Pouncey. But each of the four picks only further highlights the Steelers' intention to change the running game and the overall scheme up front. Waiting six rounds to find a backup for the most important position on defense was probably not ideal, though that might be offset if Johnson develops into a future star at inside linebacker. Make no mistake, getting Harris near the bottom of the first round qualifies the draft as an instant success. What is more, it's not every day a team finds a starter in the seventh round. From where they were drafting, getting three potential starters for 2021 out of nine picks isn't bad. Grade A. Unquote, all from Jerry Dulac. And with that, we end on a high note. But the only thing that matters is whether your Steelers, your 2021 Steelers, will end on a high note as well. And of course, we'll be covering it every step of the way. So download the podcast every Wednesday afternoon, wherever you find your favorite podcast. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.